Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Kim. Are you interested in becoming a sponsor for the Flying Intellectual Podcast? Would you like us to advertise your business on this platform? If interested, email us at info at flyyoungintellectual.com. That's info at flyyoungintellectual.com. We're waiting to hear from you. Peace. Yo, it's your boy, Kim. Question, have you gotten your FYI merch yet? Yes, Fly Young Intellectual now has merch available for purchase on our website at www.flyyoungintellectual.com. Head over there and cop your merch today where we inform, inspire, and interact through not only conversation, but through design. Peace. Gonna need that. Yeah. I need it. Yo, Boomer and want some more. Cause I got a really big team. And they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kim. And welcome back to another episode of the Flying Intellectual Podcast. I missed you guys. Hope you missed me as well. What a time. Beautiful time to be alive. Any day is a beautiful time to be alive. As long as we're over over and outside of the ground, I'm always going to be grateful, so it's always a time to be alive. Hope everybody has been keeping safe in the pandemic. Hope everybody is pretty much getting back to some semblance of a regular life, whatever that means for you. Hope you're being safe, wearing your masks, doing all that stuff, man. Take your vitamins, you know, making sure that your immune system is good. Uh, All these things are are essential, not just for COVID, but just for life in general. Want to live as long and as healthily as we can uh, to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Because uh, what's the point of being on this journey if we are not enjoying the fruits of our labor and if we're not going to be here to enjoy it? It would be all for nothing, right? So let's make sure that we're doing it necessary. And that's part of the mindset reprogramming as well. It's not just about finances and it's not just about nice things. Um, it's about taking care of ourselves, taking care of family and being around to take care of them. Uh, We don't know what time we'll be gone. And shoot, there's healthy people who are gone. But give yourself a better chance by living a healthier life. You know, get outside, walk, do some exercise, be active. The important things. Uh, On today's pod, I wanted to really dig into a word that I feel we all have been affected by a word that since the day we were born, this word 
has haunted us. This word has literally been the reason a lot of people do things. It's been a motivating factor. This word is so powerful that it can keep people from doing anything. It can keep people from from achieving what it is they're meant to achieve. It can keep people from moving forward, progressing. This word is so powerful that people literally will avoid it at all costs. Now, at this point, I know you're like, Kim, what word is this? Like, this is a powerful word. Like, what, what, what could this word be? What, what kind of word has such power over us that it can literally affect our lives and our livelihood and, and us moving forward? Well, I'm glad you asked. This word has seven letters. I'm going to give you a little time to roll through your mind all the gazillion seven-letter words that you know. Um, this word starts with the letter F. I'm going to play a little game of Jeopardy here. <laughs> is, that, is that the right game? So... Filling it in as we go. <laughs> Can I get an F? Can I get an A? Can I get an I? Yep, there's an F, there's an A, there's an I in here. Can I get an L? Yep, there's an L in there. Can I get a U? Yep. It's in there as well. What about an R? Yep. Yep. R is in there. Well, at this point, I guess y'all would know the word is failure. Yep. That good old word. That word that has controlled us from the day we were born. That word that we are avoiding like the plague. That word that, yo, it is a motivating factor. I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to fail. I can't fail. I won't fail. I shall not fail. I shan't not fail. <laughs> I refuse to fail. Here's the thing. All of these things are are necessary, right? We don't we don't want to fail. We don't we 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 refuse to fail. But your friend Kim is here to tell you and I'm here to give you a different perspective. You need to fail. Yep, that's right. Failure is actually the only option. To be successful, whatever that means to you, to progress, to not be stagnant. Let's get into it. Failure has been since the beginning of time, a reason for people 
to want to be better. This idea of failing, this idea of not progressing, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different definitions. There's a lot of different definitions for the word failure. Because it 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 varies from person to person, from uh from motive to motive, from career to career, from man, from 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 all points of view. This word failure can mean many, many different things for many, many different people. I'm pretty sure if we were to go and do a survey right now with a hundred people. Everybody would give us pretty much a different answer on what failure means to them. So let's first go to the dictionary and define what failure is according to the dictionary. So I'm on my Googles, right? And we got failure. It is a noun. And the first definition they have is lack of success. Simple enough. That's 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 pretty damn direct, right? L- lack of success. As future would say, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that effort means, right? Cool. The second definition we have here is the omission of expected or required action. I'll read that again. The omission or the omission, right? If you want to talk good English, the before a word that starts with a vowel, right? The omission of expected or required action. So we have two definitions here. Lack of success and the omission of expected or required action. I'm going to give you one more definition. Failure is the state or condition of not meeting a desirable or intended objective and may be viewed as the opposite of success. They go on to say the criteria for failure depends on context and may be relative to a particular observer or belief system. Now, that's a super, super, super detailed definition. And I'm glad they said it that way because it goes back to my point earlier that if we were to, if we were to ask a hundred people Right now, what is their definition of failure? It would change from person to person. It would change from experience to experience. It just depends on the context. It depends on the belief system. And it's definitely relative. The word failure is one of the most relative words. 
But this word, even though there's many definitions of it, even though it's relative, even though it may be particular to a specific observer or belief system, for some reason, no matter what the definition is, it scares the shit out of people. This word has so much power, it paralyzes people from moving forward and attaining and, 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 and achieving their dreams. So why is that, do we think? Like, honestly, right now, as you're thinking about it, take a second and just ponder. Why does the word failure have such a hold on the average human being? And why is it that only human beings essentially are afraid of failure. I don't think a dog is afraid of failure. I don't think a horse is afraid of failure. I don't think a lion is afraid of failure. But it seems like it's just human beings. The word failure only applies to the average human being. So, obviously, we all want to attain something. We all have dreams, I would hope. Everybody, the reason you should wake up every day is because you have a dream and you have something that, that drives you outside of God just waking you up. There's something that drives you for you to want to go after every day. There's a goal. There's something on your mood board, your 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 vision board. There are these boxes that you check off daily, weekly, monthly, yearly to say, hey man, I'm getting closer to my achieved or my perceived vision of success. But Kim, earlier you said failure is the only option. It is. Because to achieve anything, you must fail. Yeah, I'll say it again. To achieve anything, you must fail. If we don't fail, then there are no lessons. If there are no lessons, there is no learning curve. There's no learning curve. There's no blueprint. If there's no blueprint, there's no track of progress. And if there's no track of progress, then there's no point A to point B, point B to point C. Failure is so necessary that there's a saying that says, a proverb, the master failed more times than the beginner ever could. I believe that's the that's the quote. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. And that's a powerful quote. Because for somebody to master anything, they had to have failed a gazillion times so that they can know how to go about whatever it is that they're trying to attain and what they're trying to achieve. So many times we get paralyzed by that word failure and fear and we don't take the necessary step to fail. 
I'll give you an example. My whole life, before a certain point, I lived it to not fail. From the time I was a childhood, and, 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 and it's programming too, right? Because this didn't just come innately. We didn't just we didn't we weren't just born innately and said, Hey, I'm I'm afraid to fail. I don't want to be a failure. I don't think anybody once they took their first breath as a baby was afraid to fail. However, society, the weight of society, the structure of society, the schooling systems, right? Because from a young age, we go to school, there's a grading curve, there's this set of letters that are so powerful that if you don't get that certain letter, you're considered a failure in that class. So basically, from letter A, B, and C, right? From For those three things, A being the highest, and then they'll add a little plus and minus behind it, right? Hey, you get an A plus. Hey, between 90 and 95 is an A minus. You get a B plus today. Ah, try again next time, Kim. B minus. But good job anyway. Decent job. Then they said C was average. C plus. You got a C today. You get if you see a C on your report card, you're an average student. If you're a B and above, you're an above average student. So they programmed us from a very early age on a grading curve and a and a and a set of societal constructs within the educational system, right? Because it is a system. This is what's considered a success and this is what's considered a failure. So from a very early age, I was obsessed with just A's, 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 B's, B's, B's. Never a C because you're just average. And, you know, our parents program us that way because they're going with the educational system construct. And I didn't send you to school to be average, <laughs> right? And I get it, right? We don't send any of our kids to be average. You give them the best tools that you can. But it's a, it's a very reverse messed up kind of way of thinking. Now you get a D, you get an F. These are considered failing grades, right? These are, you are a failure within this educational construct and the educational system. So that's why you had kids who would have to go to summer school and you would have kids who would get, who would get you know, held back because they did not meet the educational systems construct of what success looks like. So that's a very early age. That's from K, kindergarten. Some people went to preschool, right? I didn't go to preschool. I didn't go to kindergarten. I went to school, at se straight to school at sec to second grade. So I was homeschooled from birth till six years old. Um, and I went to second grade at six years old. So my mom 
you know, she homeschooled me and she felt like I was so prepared that she challenged the school to test me. And if I, if I, if I usurped their educational systems construct of what the average six-year-old should be doing between the first and second grade, because first grade is technically the grade I should have gone to, then put me in the second grade because she wanted me challenged. And so said, so done. At this point, before I went to actual physical school, I, I, can, I can truly say I didn't have an ideology or a concept of success and failure. I don't, and this is just me at 30 years old now, going back in my mind, like, I don't really remember thinking about failing or succeeding until I actually got within the educational construct and the educational system. At this point now, when you're doing a test and you're being tested on how well you can, one, retain knowledge, two, well, let's go back. One, study. Two, retain what you studied. Three, how well you can test. Right? Because these are all things that, that, that school, the schooling system programmed us with. We had to make sure that you could test well. It didn't matter if you could... It didn't matter if you studied well, and it didn't really matter if you could retain, per se. Why do I say that? Because the testing side of it was a whole other form of stress, right? When you're in this, and the, you, you know, you're in this classroom with your other classmates, you know, this, the teacher, y'all remember how they did it? They separate you. Everybody, okay, put your desk three feet over there. Hey, you move your desk up here because they don't want people to look at each other's paper. They don't want people to cheat. Fine. Now, here is this paper that I'm putting here that you better do your best on because the grade that comes out is going to affect your overall semester grade, which will then affect your overall report card grade, which then, depending on what you get, your ass getting whooped, <laughs> right? Either you're getting whooped or you're getting... This is for my this is for my uh, millennial babies. Either you're getting whooped for a bad grade, or you're getting taken to Wendy's for good grades, and they're giving you free meals. <laughs> they give you free meals. And if you don't know about the Wendy's free meals for the report card, I don't know if they still do it, but that was like a big deal for us. Wendy's will give you, hey, you got. A's and B's, cool. You get you get these meals for free. <laughs> Excuse me. Of course, I'll get hiccups at the most random time on the pod. But let's try and keep going through. So society programmed us from very early on their definition of failure and success. With that being said... We are in the education system for a very long time. The average person, at least from elementary to high school, will be in that for 12 years, minimum. And that's the average person. If you want to be beyond average, you go to college. 
within the education system. You go to college and it's the same structure. You get this to this, excuse me, you pass. You get this to this, you fail. Give me a second. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to go to commercial. Let me deal with these, <laughs> these hiccups because this is not going to work. And we'll be right back. And we are back. <laughs> that was funny. I really think hiccups are like the devil, honestly, and they should just stop at childhood. Like after you're like 18, I feel like you should never get hiccups again. I feel like it should be like chicken pox. <laughs> One of those things. So that joint... It's, it's, it, it happens so spontaneously, but what it does happen is like the most inconveniencing thing of all time. <laughs> but anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. We're talking about failure and how society really implements this word and programs us with this word from an early age. So we talked about elementary school, high school, working our way up college if you don't graduate with a degree you're a failure right you're not a success the successful thing in college that success meter is controlled by if you get the degree or if you don't so you see our obsession with failure is not a fluke. It's not something that we were innately born with. We have been programmed our whole entire life on what is success and what is a failure. So you, let's say you do graduate from college with your degree. You now get into the workforce. The workforce outside of the educational system also has their own constructs and rules and regulations on if you're a failure or if you're a success. For example, if you're working at a job for over five years, shoot, if you're working over... Let's just go by year. Let's start there. There are the job has their own metrics of production. Where if if such and such does not meet this metric of productivity during our fiscal year or whatever it is, they are not successfully doing their job. You have to work at this level. Now, all of these things, I want to make sure that we're being, we're, we're given both sides of the coin. These things, yes, being that they do have negative connotation and negative side effects to them, a lot of the time we're implemented, one, obviously, for order and structure, two, to have a standard, right? And 
honestly, at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, it's a form of control. They are forcing people to be accountable by putting them within the system that holds them to a standard so that their work, their being the company, the work of the company can be done. So am I going to sit here and say that all of these things are just a negative? No. I get it. However, I think the negative does sometimes outweigh the positive because now you have individuals who are literally so obsessed instead of just doing good work and the quality of work and their natural progression, they're worried about the standard, if I'm meeting the standard of the system. This is very heavy for us as we go through life because now you recognize people live their whole life according to these systems, which then includes things like depression, things like anxiety, <clears throat> all, the, all the mental negative side effects that come with trying to run this rat race at a certain level to meet their constructs. For me growing up, I know for a fact, like I was obsessed with how can I be not a failure? How can I not fail? I don't want no F's, no D's, no C's. That's just how I was programmed. You're not no average student. You're not no failing student. You better bring these A's and B's. Because that's what we're paying our good money to these schools for. That's why we teach you at home. So that was a pressure on me as a kid. Now, as children, all we know is what we're taught. So maybe I wasn't able to verbally express how stressful that was. Be it that it may, it helped me to be pretty good at school. But it also had a negative effect because now I'm just trying to appease one, my parents, two, my teachers. I'm not even thinking about myself. I'm not even thinking like, yo, I don't want to be a failure. I'm just thinking I don't want to be a failure within this construct. Right? As you go through life, you recognize how negatively that affects you because now the, the system and the construct of everything that you've learned, that's what you're living your life by until you unlearn the things that are actually bringing you that negative energy, that stress, that anxiety, that depression. So like many other people, I'm sure listening to this pod right now, we go through life. And we're now setting these metrics for ourselves because that's what we were taught on how to be successful and how to not be a quote unquote failure. With this comes 
us many times walking away from who we are meant to be. Our purpose. Starting that business. Going after that, that promotion. Self-improvement. Making sure your mental health is good. Why? Because we're so obsessed with if I don't meet this certain metric by the end of whenever, whatever these, these deadlines that we set for ourselves, then I'm a failure. Especially for us Caribbean people, right? If you think about it, a lot of the time people would say, if you move to the States, back when we call it the Bab, Babylon, right? If you move to the States, let's say for whatever reason, you move to go to college, you move to go for a new job, whatever, and you end up back home, you're a failure. That's what we were taught. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure a lot of people right now being like, yup, yup, Kim, yup, you're right. You, you're right. That's what we were taught. That's how we were programmed. Yo, if you go to this America, you gotta make it in America, Deborah. Or if you come back here and you back here with us, then it didn't make sense you left in the first place. I'm just giving us, I'm, I, I'm just trying to really paint the picture for everybody listening on how much stress we put on ourselves to succeed, but also to not fail. And every time I say fail, I'm doing air quotes. So I want you all to do it with me. Fail. Air quotes. As I continued evolving in my journey, for me, it took me a while because I was, once again, you're so programmed, it's hard to unlearn. And a lot of us don't care to unlearn it. Let's just be honest. A lot of people just rather, hey, that's how, I, that's how it was, that's how it is, that's how it's going to be. And we just got to learn to live by that. Wrong mentality. And that mentality, once you say it in one regard, in one aspect of your life, it bleeds over to other aspects of your life. And it gives that same negative energy no matter what the situation is. We should definitely practice reprogramming ourselves. And that's why I wanted to do this pod because I, I spend so much time seeing other people talking about what success and failure looks like. Tweets, Instagram, whatever. Everybody is obsessed. We all are. But you have to fail to succeed. We got to reprogram our mind that failure is necessary to the success, whatever that means to you. Too many times when we protect ourselves from failing, we're doing ourselves a very, very grave disservice. Because you're afraid to take the step thinking that you don't have all the answers. 
You don't have all the tools. You don't have all the money, the resources. But one of the most important things that I've ever learned in my life is start exactly where you are, exactly with what you have, acquire what you can along the journey, but take the step because the lessons you'll learn will be more valuable than the lessons that you didn't learn. I'm going to say that again. The lessons that you will learn while failing, air quotes, are going to be more valuable than the lessons that you didn't learn while, quote unquote, succeeding. And when I say succeeding, I just mean not taking that step and playing it safe. So you're playing it safe. You're doing it exactly how society said, because that's what they said. This is the safest route for me to, quote unquote, not fail. So you eliminate your purpose. You eliminate your higher self. All of these things in the name of, I don't want to fail. I'll tell you when, when I really like, broke that like started breaking that mentality and when i had this like eureka moment so on my journey moving to the states that was my first time on my own right i'm in the big united states of america i don't have no parents to fall back on i don't have auntie up the road if i hungry to get a plate of food i don't have my church church mom you know to you know, whatever, to give me a ride up the road, whatever that looks like, right? Your safety net, or my safety net as I knew it, was cut, big hole. I'm free falling in America. I'm going there to go to school. I'm working through school. I'm working on the side, being a professional musician. Cause now I'm, I moved to the States and recognized, okay, you can do what you love and make money from it. A lot of people know that I played piano from a very young age, age six, classically trained, did all the classical competitions, <clears throat> growing up, Vitelco, all of that. Um, this is like millennial talk again, like to my Generation Z brethren listening, if you don't know Vitelco from back home, back in the day, it was a telephone company. My telco was, what's, what's the new telephone company now? Via, I guess. Except there's no actual cell, you know, there's no actual landlines now for the most part. You know, um, now we, have, we all have these cell phones. Cell phones are the end thing. So Via is like internet and all that. But back then, Vitelco was that company. And they used to throw all these classical competitions. So I grew up doing all of that, played in church. Moved to the States to go to college um, after doing a couple years at UVI. Started playing professionally up there as my, you know, as I got my name out there more slowly. And a couple people who knew me was giving me slight opportunities to prove myself. And, you know, I was paying my own way through school and after a while and the money started drying up. My grades start suffering because I'm, I'm doing both things and I'm, in my mind, I'm failing, right? Because I'm 
I'm supposed to be doing school, but I'm not doing well at school. But I can't can't not work because that's what's paying for school. And I'm young. I'm 20, 21. Trying to figure it out. And that's really young. And I decided to quit school and go full-time music. Now, for anybody who lives in a black household that their parents sent them to school, especially of that Caribbean background, African background, those ethnicities and nationalities, you would know really quickly, quitting school is a huge no-no. You're going to go to school, you're going to get this degree because that is the metric of success that our parents knew and know. Hey man, you can't be successful in this life without a paper there. A piece of paper that a degree, it your all is in that. If you want to live a comfortable life and you want to raise a family, you want to get married, and you want to do this and you want to do that, you gotta get that piece of paper to consider yourself successful to go and get a job that you might not get, but go and apply for these jobs that you quote unquote are qualified for. Because you give yourself a better shot against the average person. This is how we were taught. Some of it, I guess it's true. Depending on the job, depending on the, the career choice, obviously, you cannot be a doctor and not go to school, <laughs> right? Nobody out here is going to a doctor and saying, hey, doc, oh, you went to the school of life? You went to the medicine school of life? Work on me, operate on me. Recommend medicine for me to take. Hell not. You gonna go to the guy who did his eight, 10, whatever, his residency, his medical school, he passed with flying colors. And, and to be honest, we don't even have proof sometimes that they actually did the work, right? We're just literally programmed that, hey, if he says he graduated from the Yale School of Medicine, it's good enough for me. <laughs> That's, I just like, I'm laughing, but like, it's a really serious thing. That's the level of programming that we've been programmed. You don't have proof that this doctor literally finished school. But hey, it's on his wall. It's in his bio. The school says it, I guess. You could go and check with the school, make sure he graduated. Not knowing if he actually cheated or, you know, deserved to pass. But hey, if the school says it and he says it, then Doc, I'm yours. That's a, that's that's it's kind of asinine to think of, but hey, that's that's just that's just the real. So we do all these things. I'm, I'm going through school. I quit. My parents, you know, wait, what? And, I, and I'm not going to lie. You know, my mom knows this now. I admitted it to her. You know, eventually she found out. But for the first year, I didn't tell my mom that I quit school. That's how scared I was of being perceived as a failure in my mom's eyes. Listen to, listen to what I said again. I was afraid of being perceived as a failure. I was afraid of getting that call. Hey man. Pack it up. Come back to St. Croix. Because once again. We were programmed. That was considered. Hey man. You didn't make it. Pack it on up. The experiment is over. Come back here. And work for your father. Or go get a local job. And at least you're safe. I fought through it. Hey, man, things got tough. 
<laughs> the going got tough. Sometimes couldn't pay rent. Sometimes, one time I was almost homeless, pretty much. Literally riding around, not knowing where I was actually going to rest my head that night. Thankfully, God had other plans and provided a ram in the bush. Uh, shout out to this white lady named Stacy, who literally let me stay with her. And eventually, I even, I stayed with her so long, she moved out, bought her house, and I got to inherit her apartment. And at that point, life had gotten better. I was making more money, and I was able to, to be able to pay my rent fully. But these are things that I had to go through, through the fire, to make where I am today worth it and, 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 and appreciate it. But at that point, I thought I was failing. I straight up thought I was a failure. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, even within the career as a musician, there were opportunities that I turned down thinking that, hey, man, I wasn't prepared. I was afraid that if I took the opportunity, it would be too big for me and I would fail. And finally, I broke through when I got the opportunity, one, to be a music director at a church where I had worked at a church for for three years before in different capacities. And then I finally got the opportunity to be the actual head of music there. And that's when like, I recognized at a young age, I'm 23, 24 at that point. And I'm learning how to lead a music ministry and a music department. And I'm now like learning. And they gave me the opportunity to to fail through it. Shout out to Norbeck uh, Community Church in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, Pastor Courtney Miller gave me a chance at a very young age. And once I started like fighting through the mental barriers of what I thought failure was, the opportunity started really rolling out. I got to go on tour. And that was another 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 level of 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 of, of fear. Because I'm like, yo, I've never been on tour before. Is it going to be too much for me? Am I, you know, am I prepared? You know, the, the imposter syndrome starts to kick in. Do I belong here? Like, is it too soon? Not thinking that, yo, I've been preparing for this my whole life. Literally, my whole life. I've been preparing for this moment. I was a, I was a music director before I was I was an official music director. At 14, 15, 16. I was a musical director leading a band. So I had been going through and doing the work. And once you do the work, you shouldn't be afraid to fail. So by the time now I'm I'm on tour now and I'm getting prepared for this and I'm recognizing, "Oh, I'm more prepared for this than I thought." And then once you actually get on tour and you and you, and you do your first show, because I was nervous as shit, my first show. We were in Switzerland. And usually when you travel for tour, the first day you don't usually have a show, right? It's travel day. We want you to get in, get comfortable, get to your hotel, acclimate quickly, and then maybe the next day you have your show. We had a show that same day. So I'm on a plane. I'm excited. I'm in Europe for the first time. But at the same time, I'm, I'm listening to my music nervously. Like, I, I got these butterflies. I got this anxiety. I don't want to fail. 
I'm on the, I'm on the big stage now. What am I going to do? But I had been preparing my whole life. A stage is a stage. The keyboard is the keyboard. The music is the music. The preparation is the preparation. Once you prepare, don't be afraid of what the outcome is. You did your best. Learn from it and keep it moving. The only failure is quitting. Straight up. That's the only failure. The only true definition of failure is quitting. We need to, I wish we could get Webster's Dictionary to change the definition of failure. Because I read you the definition at the beginning. But really and truly the definition should say, failure is refusing, refusing to try. That should be the definition. Failure is quitting. If you quit, then you are a failure because you do not, you did not do the necessary to try. And that's the only definition of failure. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, I've had it all figured out recently just because now that I, I've, I've really recognized that failure is the life hack. Failing is the life hack. You still have to fight those days where you're afraid. You still have to fight those days where you're tentative. But you got to do it. You got to take that step. Whoever is listening right now. Take that step. Flying intellectual. I had that idea years before I started it. I remember I had told one of my homegirls the name of it years before. And when I was ready to start it, I had forgotten the name. I had to go like really like search through old messages. Couldn't find it. Old phones. Couldn't find it. I just remembered the acronym was FYI. Of course, FYI already means to most people for your information, which was the whole thing because Flying Intellectual, it's about me utilizing my platform to channel information. So it was, it was, a, it was a double entendre, but I couldn't remember what those three words for that acronym were until they finally hit me. I was like, yes, that's what it was, flying intellectual. But I had the idea years before, but I was afraid. I didn't take this step. Now, I can easily say everything in time, God's plan. I'm grateful that I actually started, and I am, right? But I was so afraid that I let it sit for years. Let's just say it wasn't God's plan. Let's say somebody had the rights to the trademark before I did. Let's say... Somebody had already gotten, used the idea, registered it just because I had, I was afraid to take that first step. Then I would be the guy who would be living in regret. Like, crap, that was mine. I had that idea. And think about it. How many of you right now sitting on something, on an idea, a, a dream, an aspiration, sitting on something, an invention, A service opportunity, a, 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 a entrepreneurial opportunity, something that you've been sitting on. How long have you been sitting on that, but you don't want to start because you're afraid to fail? That's what's going to stop you. You gonna let a little, a little seven-letter word failure stop you from living your dreams, from walking in your purpose? If there's nothing else that you get from this podcast today, 
Just remember, failure is the only option for you to attain the life you want to live. Failure is the only option. Because once you're willing to fail, it shows that you're deserving of success. I hope that helps somebody, man. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Got another podcast for y'all next week with a new interview of flying intellectuals around the world doing their thing at a high level, walking in their purpose, utilizing that mindset, reprogramming their mindset to be okay with failing. To look failure in the eye and be like, let's war, let's, let's, let's rumble. Because I'm not afraid of you and I'm not going to let you hold me back from getting to where I want to go. Follow me on Instagram at Fly Young Intellectual. Uh, once again, uh, we have a few sizes of the hoodies left on the site. Uh, www.flyyoungintellectual.com. Thank you all so much for your support, continued support. We got something super, super special that I'm working on uh, for this summer. Um, and I'll just tell you all about it more later. Um, but just trust me, if y'all trust your boy, know that I got some super dope stuff coming for y'all. Um, a new collection on the way. It's going to be just as informative, just as inspirational. And uh, it's going to be dope because that's just what we do over here at Flying Intellectual. It's going to be some dope shit. It's going to be um, relatable. And I think everybody, everybody. Everybody is going to love this. I don't think there's going to be a part of this where nobody would love. And hey, man, if you don't love it, I still love you too. Peace.